Bunker Cheltenham Trials Day 9 race car at Presbury Park this weekend. Headlines the action. There's also some good stuff more local to us at Donny. Here to help me sift through it all, as per usual, is James Watson. How are we doing, mate? Looking forward to it, sifting through the card on a bumper weekend. Uh, there are two words I wasn't expecting in the introduction this week, but uh, we have got the replaced Clarence House this weekend. We've got the Cotswold, we've got the Cleave, and we've got the graded juvenile hurdle at the top of the card, and a, a promising-looking Skyvet chase with some nice runners in it. Um, a really good weekend from after last weekend that was uh, full of dirt runners that no one really cares about at Lingfield. <laughs> I was going to make a joke then, but I, I can't disagree whatsoever, to be fair, mate. I can't disagree, although our strategy of backing Loch Nain and Bowie wouldn't have gone too far wrong. Cheltenham this weekend, though, nine races, mate. We'll, we'll have a brief look at them all. Uh, the opening triumph hurdle trial. Well, is is a, is quite a decent race, I think this year. Yeah, it is. The comfort zone heads are betting at nine to four. Jupiter de Geet three to one. Dixon Cove hundred to thirty. Strip right of force twenty five to one. Bar them. So eight horse race, but four runners of serious interest in effect. Jim, where would you land? Um. Well, I mean. Comfort zone brings brings the proper form line into it, but that Jupiter Dijit performance at Newbury um, was enough to take my breath away and go, you know what, this that was pretty special. Uh, he brushed aside Klitschko and Inniston, um, and Jet Powered, who was one second favourite for the Supreme, absolutely brushed him aside, and uh, he absolutely bolted up against the older horses, and uh, he's here against his, his same age. And the fact that you can get still a little bit of three to one about him offers of certain interest. I know he is a nutter. He's been uh, trotting racing and he got disqualified and the story that they didn't really know much about him. Um, but at three to one, I'd rather take three to one about a horse who's less exposed at, at triumph at juvenile hurdles so far. We saw Comfort Zone take on Dixon Cove at Christmas at Chepstow and both of them. Comfort zone, I, I thought he was going to do it a lot more comfortably than he did, and he didn't. Dixon Cove had to work hard a long way throughout, and um, and she just kept battling, and, and the softer, the better for her, I think. Script right of the horse, you can't underestimate. Um, he won here back in November, beating Casillas way in the far line of that isn't exactly amazing, but he has won on the flat at Wolverhampton since, beating base note, beating some decent uh, horses uh, of the flat. Um, and of course, with Milton Harris, a man you can't keep out of the spotlight. But for me, Jupiter De Geet is is the bet for me, and it's a it's a really really, really good renewal of this. Mombasa for the for the Maxwell uh, at 33s will then qualify for a mark after this, um, although he has already got one. Sorry, um, but get that drop to below 120, and he's going to be favourite for the Fred Winter. Yeah, mate, I'm, I'm with you. I think Jupiter De Geet. Is the one I'd land on at the prices as well. You know, he, he absolutely uh, blew apart what looked to be a really, really decent event on New Year's Eve. Obviously, though, the favourite Jet Pub were disappointed. I think Klitschko looks, like you said, a, a little bit of a sneaky horse. 
once you send him into handicaps. And the third, Innocent, who was making his his hurdling debut, uh, beat Irish Point in a maiden bumper in France. Mm-hmm. And he's one of the amongst the leading novices in Ireland this season. So I, I think that form looks, looks really, really strong. Uh, I say, and, and to, to race the way Jupiter Geek did and still be that strong at the finish, as I said, there's so much natural ability in there. The fact that he went off 66-1 uh, for his debut does, doesn't put me off at all. I think he's uh, he, he, he's got every everything... To, uh, in his favour, really, to make it to make a cracking horse. Good race, as, as we say, that the Chepstow one two comfort zone and Dixon Cove and scriptwriter who who is unbeaten over hurdles and, and won impressively on the flat last time as well. Make 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 this a an above average race of its type, I think, mate. And I, I'm looking forward to it. But we've we're both landed on Jupiter the Geet or Jeet Geet. You little Geet. <laughs> Uh, the man who runs initially in my village is called G. Uh, anyway, yeah. I've never known anyone called G, but you have to tell him to get on. I will do. I will do. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll love it. I'm sure he'll love it. He's stingy though. His prices are stingy. I bet he'll be wanting. He'll be wanting fives when it's free. Uh, <laughs> bit like yourself, really. Too right. Too right. That's why we get along so well. Uh, <laughs> on to the time form novices handicap chase. They currently bet here Fire Dancer down the bottom for Venetia Williams, eleven to four to beat Unexpected Party, who's nine to two for the Skeletons. Five stage star eights Malinello and Dalamoy. Elevens, that's all right. Gino sixteen to one bar them. Typically competitive renewal of this race. Jim, where would you land at this stage? I see it is the time form novices handicap. I thought you should you should fire away first because it's not a race I'm I'm full of enthusiasm on, but I'm willing to take on the favourite. But I'm intrigued to know what you take as the favourite. Uh, I get why he's favourite. I get why he's favourite. He he was value for a lot lot more than when he when he won only very narrowly on his chasing debut at Ludlow, but he was he was just. You know, practically ease the last, you know, well inside the last last furlong. To be fair, uh, he he he's a could be anything type, isn't he? Went up six pounds for that success. His first run after more than two years off the track, where he was with Guillaume McCare. Uh I get the argument, and I get why people want, but this is again a very very competitive race. Uh, six pounds. Kind of everything about connections and the inclination of the Ludlow performance was that there's there's going to be much better to come from him. So yes, I understand why he he heads the betting. Uh, I thought there were there were a couple of other interesting ones, though, mate. One or two of them I thought were 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 intriguing at prices. Go on. Well, I think eighty to one could be too big for landing a bowl, lad. Yeah, he was he was at top, he's at the top of my shortlist to take on to take on the fab. He's just not a two miler, is he? And they've they've, oh. they've, been, they've been running him over two miles, and he's been acquitting himself reasonably well. Last time out chasing home uh, 
in Excelsius Dio, the uh, the Harry Fry JP horse, who was you know fully on his first start. Yeah. yeah, after he, after he came over from France, but Captain Matan, who's a fair sort of one thirty-ish yardstick, was was back in third. Earlier than that, runner-up again at Carlisle, where he chased on Bass Rock, who just was an absolute handicap blotter that day. But that that had the look to me of a really strong race. Jatwal, Nelson, uh, Richmond Lake, PJB all in behind. You know, I, I mm-hmm. thought that was a good race for a for a novice handicap at Carlisle early in the season. Uh, And it just just strikes me as a sort of horse who who is well has been wanting this sort of trip for a while, and they've been they've kind of been keeping him to two miles. The only other thing I would mention with Landina Bolad is I, I he doesn't really run too often on undulating tracks, certainly not in, not in great company. I know Carlisle is to be fair, but you know when when, when I think of him, is, is, there's a lot of a uh, former Aintree and Haydock. Hmm. You know, rather rather than Cheltenham, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm not the sort of man to invent reasons to take horses on. But until I can, until I see why he can't do it, I'm going to assume that he can, because most horses it doesn't make the world of difference to them. Uh, I thought he was he was overpriced, mate. Uh, the there are a couple of others who I think could go well. Malinello. Uh, who was third to T for free? Who runs at Doncaster? I think on the same day last time out, he was he was still involved after after making an absolute mare of the last. He's what was he about eights and nines? I don't think that was too bad a price. Uh, and and similar comments for Dalamoy as well, who always looked like he was going to be a chaser. Bumped into a your, your typical. Uh, Venetia first time out after an absence type in Enzo Dairy, who flopped on his next start, but uh Dalamoy went down very narrowly to him and how well had Venetia been doing uh once 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 they they finally got the ball rolling, almost everything she was sending out first time up was winning in November, early December. Uh we uh, we obviously didn't see what he was going to be capable of. At Chepstone next time, but again, I think he's worth another chance off a, off a mark of one two nine. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up being a mid mid one thirties or even higher horse. And this is this is a really really good race, mate. So many of these are on the upgrade, and it just frustrates me that there isn't a similar race like this at the festival anymore. It'd be so much more interesting than a mare's novice hurdle. <laughs> don't don't slag these mares races off because they're going to be the most exciting this year at the festival. That mares, uh, mares chase and mares hurdle are looking exciting at this moment. So, so don't, they look better if they're in open company though. Oh well, we can't have everything we want, can we? But we can have Landinable at eighteen to one. Um, I'd I'd also put a little line through that race last time. There was a lot of the the fence. The last fence at Hereford had been dolled off for its last two. It's only just come back last month. And I think he was warming to the task in the jumping division. And with a, I'm not saying he with another fence he'd have won, but I think he'd have been a, a little bit more closer. Um, like you said, the Carlisle uh, competitive race, stiff, stiffer track. And, and that was the first time we'd really seen him on a, on a, a track other than a flat, flat running track, as you've already mentioned. 
um, and just bumped into on that day. And, and also, I, I think he, he, as much as it is a stiff uphill finish at Carlisle, I think he does need two mile four nowadays. We saw him over hurdles finish second to Hunter's call, staying on strongly. Um, he's off the same mark as he was the last day, and I can't let 18 to 1 go about a horse uh, who's going to have a proper crack at a trip that hopefully hopefully suits him. Um, the Venetia Williams horses have just been a little bit off the boil recently. Um, they've not been running as well as, as anticipated, and it's it's a little bit of a worry for me at the minute for a trainer I've got a lot of time for. Uh, I'm not sure the form of that race is it, the, of the Ludlow race is anything special. Up six again. Um, of course, it was off an absence and, and back here again. I'd, I'd like to see him back it up before before going in at shorter prices. Um, the other horse that is of interest for me, and if the ground is a little bit quicker than, than what it's anticipating, would be That's All Right Gino. Um, he was second to Boot Hill in October, uh, beating uh, three-quarters of a length. He won at Chepstow uh, at the Persian War meeting. He was third to Frere Dam, who's, who's no mug. And he was fourth to Haddock's Desobo, um, who's looking like a possible Arkle contender. Um, he's off a mark of 138. We saw him win at Cheltenham beating G- JPR1 uh, last season over hurdles. And then he went a little bit off the boil. And I think he doesn't want anything soft underfoot. If the ground is a little bit quicker uh, than what it's anticipated, he'd be of interest. And um, I-, I think there's, there's some nice races to be won in the spring with this fella. Um, so I keep my eye on for him but the, the main bet in this race is landing a ball lad um, I'm not sure about the step down in trip for Malinello I think three miles uh, is, is what he wants I'm looking to unexpected party jumps right handed and that's putting him off at a lot of things and I, I'd like to see him back over hurdles unless it's some great plot job for the Coral Cup uh, by by the Skeletons uh, and stage star just isn't as good as maybe what they thought he was Um which which left the race wide open, hence why we're going for two bigger price stubs in the dark. Yeah, landing a ball had the main one for me, mate. Yep, likewise. The Glen Farkless cross country handicap chase, obviously uh, rescheduled due to the the lack of cross country races at Cheltenham earlier in the season. Interesting one, this given that it's a handicap. Delta work heads are betting at eleven to four. Sinning banjo is thirteen to two. Nines Manella times and Roy Mage. Same price, Foxy Jacks, Diesel Dallier, back on the lash. 11's plan of attack, 12 Snow Leopardess, 16's Easy's Land. Christ, what a buy he was. And 20 to 1, bar them. Uh, I'll start with this here, Jim, because I, I nominated Delta Work at 25 to 1 for the Grand National as my best anti post bet of 2023. Uh, I did so in the expectation that he wasn't going to run before the weights were going to come out. <laughs> Which is a little bit frustrating. Uh, my, my my plan was that Delta Work would win relatively easily at Cheltenham. Because I think, I think, you know, there, there's nothing of the calibre of Tiger Hole to take him on in the cross-country field in Britain or Ireland at the minute, unless uh, any of those those French horses would come over and cause him a little bit of bother. He could easily win by 20-plus lengths at Cheltenham. Uh, and then I think that sees him at least nine, eleven points short for the Grand National, sixteens or fourteens, and I thought he ran a really, really good race at Aintree last year, having got himself 
too far back early after making a couple of mistakes over the first six. Uh, so that was my plan for that. And if I'm deadly honest, mate, I think he'll win this. There's, there's just very, very little for him to prove. Even off a mark of 160, he's got a good claimer in Rob James on board. That takes him down to a mark of 153. Bear in mind, you know, he won the cross-country race off, off level weights last year, was third off 160 in the Grand National, and was, you know, what, a five-time grade one winner, isn't he? I don't think there's anything mm-hmm. to say he's completely over the hill yet. You know, last time out winner. Uh, if you were to put Delta work in a normal handicap of 153 off this lot, uh, I think he'd be the bet. And the fact that it's in a cross-country race, which he's proven over, and not all of these are, makes him even more of a bet. Uh, he'll win this. He'll go off very, very, very short for the one at the festival. And then hopefully improve on his placing in the Grand National at the end of the season. The Delta Work Fan Club is, is well and truly underway here. And, uh, you've obviously plotted his route to the festival before, Elliot, and uh, Mr O'Leary have as well. Um, 11 to 4 about is a price I'm of severe interest on. Um, if that's still around, I'm off to go about that. Um, however, I'll, I'm, in, in most of these cross-country races, I like to take the favourites on. Um, and I'm, I get made to look a mug a lot of the time. Um, the horse I've landed on is, is back on the lash. Um, he won the November 2021 handicap cross country. Uh, just scraped home off a mark of 138. He's down a pound now, but um, he was fifth uh, in the cross country the following month after uh, last year behind Diesel Dallier. He pulled up in the in the big one in March. Um, he'd had he's had three runs since, and and his most recent one in November wasn't too bad behind Does He Know over the regulation fences. Um, he didn't run too bad at that day, and he just lost second in the final stride. And um, he was in the process of running a nice race, which was enough to see that he'll be going all right here. He's a pound below his last winning mark over these over these obstacles. Um, Sean Bowen on board. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him out again and I thought nine to one offered a, a fair amount of value in a race that there's probably going to be four or five places uh about but Delta work is is screaming the obvious uh obvious chance, especially with Rob Jones taking that very valuable seven pound off. That's that's more than anything can have. Disha Abba over these fences, Lewis. What what are you thinking about that? You're you're part of the Disha Abba fan club. Uh I, I am in circumstances, Jim. Uh, given how much he hated the Grand National last season, where I was actually thought I actually had a, a, quite a sneaky feeling that he'd he'd take to it and run a big race at 100 to one, and they genuinely didn't even mention his name in commentary before he pulled up at Foynhaven. Uh, I give him about a mile. Well, Steve Shaw at 33s, um, get on. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fearing for, for Tom O'Brien, let's just say that. Uh, Easy's Land, you mentioned Easy's Land, and at Cheltenham on New Year's Day, he ran all right for a, a fair amount of weight, and I'm not, stick, I'm not sticking up for him, but he showed a lot more than he's shown in recent starts. He was ridden more prominently, um, and he just got done for a bit of speed in, against... Some very slow horses, like, but he's 
he, he had a glimmer there that there was there's still a little bit of fire. Maybe it's me being um, slightly optimistic, but I, did, I wouldn't say Easy Land is completely gone again just yet. They've, they've been fiddling this mark to win the uh, the January cross country. No, sorry, Jim. Uh, they spent big money on a horse, sent him to, and sent him to John Joe, and he's done absolutely nothing. He's he's gone at the game. He's gone at the game. Whatever. The, the moment he walked into Jack Dawes Castle, in it, uh, they clearly have not worked out how to get this horse uh, to perform to any sort of level. In, Maybe in, he doesn't like being cold. Maybe possibly. Maybe to like send him to. Mauritius, something like that. Is there any? Well, isn't Sir Michael Stoke from around there? Maybe he could. He's from Barbados. Ho- he could have a holiday home in Barbados where he trains Easy's Land in, in the winter. <laughs> 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 to the cross country. Yeah, I, I, I hope it could be that, Jim. Uh, if it is just that he doesn't like being cold, I don't think it'll be rectified uh, on a January. In Chel- on a January in January at Cheltenham. Uh, on a Cheltenham. The other one, one of all I'd, I'd half like to mention here is what do you make of uh, his name's so French that I find it really hard to say, but like Roy Ma- Roy Mage. Yeah, um, for the connections that won one of these handicaps with uh, a former Willie Mullins in there before. What was he called? Um, his name just that- escaped me. Uh, that's the one. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what to take of him. He, he's got the profile to it to enjoy it. We saw him. He was. Um, I've seen someone fancy him for the national. If I'm not not all. all yeah, wrong. one one uh, or two very clever people whose opinion I, I respect quite highly have both mentioned Roy Mage to me as sneaky on national horse. Uh, he ran all right at Tremor. He ran very well. He's. He's come from France and he's run well in all the races he's come over here and it's interesting that they're going this route with him and I I wouldn't rule him out. They've booked Patrick Mullins so they're, they're obviously confident somehow. Really, really interesting race, mate, but I'm, I'm happy enough to be with Delta Work here. Yeah, it is a competitive race but Delta Work is just a class act, isn't it? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd hope I'd hope so. We've we've a good claimer on board. The one twenty is a rearranged Clarence House Chase Grade One six runner field double what we'd have got at Ascot last week. Uh, Energamine eight eight to fifteen to be Edward Stone, who's two to one. Edited to Geet is twelve, or should that be Geet? Sixteen's Amarillo Sky Funamble similar two hundred to one. Sizing potsy here, Jim. Uh, can you see the reigning champion chaser being beaten here? No. That's it. Not just simple enough. Doesn't matter the course, doesn't matter the track. He'll beat him here and he'll beat him at Cheltenham. Yeah, I, I probably agree. I think Edward Thomas is a cracking, cracking animal, but he just needs to up his game to a completely new level to lay a glove on an ergamine. Agreed. Worth talking about anything else? Um, for Mr. Jeet, who runs the Missa local, they could do a double at the weekend. Is Jeet maker out anywhere else as well? That's for Jamie Jordan. He won yesterday. Did he? Yeah, he won, he, won, he won yesterday. Yeah, did, did get maker. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, who Bull similar is, if you can get 60-60s about him, if he reproduces that second to Anergamin last year at the festival, he won't be too far away. But he's been pretty disappointing in every run since. But he's, he is quite hit and miss. Um, you would have liked him to have run a bit better at Kempton. You would have liked him to have run a lot better at Sundown. Um, he's got entries in the Champion Chase and the Ryanair. Uh, it's interesting to see where they go because early on in his career, I thought he'd want two four later on, and, and he was tried in a handicap, I think, off, off in two mile four. He didn't quite stay. Um, and he's running handicaps four over two five. But I, I, I do think he's underestimated in this market for a couple of poor runs this season. And I know I have slagged off Venetia Williams' stable already. Um, but when their horses are back on form, I, I, I don't think he, he's too far away. It, what are they doing with Captain Guinness? Because I thought they might supplement him or do something with him. We haven't seen him for a while. and I'm not saying he's going to com- be competitive against the Nergamine, but it'd be nice to have seen him adding to the mix. Added to the Jeep one at, at Kempton. Um, but to the shock of everyone else, as Edward Stone fell, but if he'd have stayed in his feet, Edward Stone would have lapped him. Um, I've talked far too much about this race just to say Nergamine's going to win. Yeah, I'd say so, mate. I'd assume if Captain Guinness runs, it'll be in the Dublin chase uh, on his next start. Uh, yeah, p- pretty simple for me. I think I think an argument uh, will will take some knocking. Uh, much much more interesting race than it would have been. Ask it otherwise, though. So silver lining for for having nothing to do last weekend. Moving on to the big two and a half mile handicap chase at one fifty. The Paddy Power Cheltenham Countdown podcast handicap chase. 17 runners. Really, really good to see such a competitive field. And as prices just try and load for me here. We've got Ilri Dotto, 5 to 1 favourite, my old mate, to be 11 to 2 fugitive. Your darling is 9s, 12s, Brave Siaska, Carl Philippe, 14, Silver Hallmark, now where or when, 16, Simply the Bets, Phoenix Way, Nocti Volatus, and Guy. 18 to 1 bar then. Uh, I'll start with the Fav again, Jimbo. He just doesn't stay two and a half miles. And I, I think he's one of the best handicapped Saturday horses in training. I thought he was that when he ran in the Grand Annual off 143 last season. He's now down to 138. But he's travelled so well in similar events on his first two starts this season. And he just. Always just the lights just start to flicker out in between the last two. He's a two-mile. Right. He'll win the Grand Annual. This is a, he doesn't win this. This is a public service announcement to, to Alex Ferguson, Jed Mason, uh, anyone that owns him. Please, please stop running in two-mile four handicaps and run him in the two-mile handicap at the festival, please. Because he will absolutely bolt up. Like Lewis has just said, the, the the New Year's Day chase, he looks like the winner until the last Harry went for him, found absolutely jack all. The same in the Paddy Powergold Cup. He was outstayed by Galore and uh, Midnight River and French Dynamite towards the end. He was even held up and given the, the patientest of patient rides. Um, he did make a little mistake at the last and he just absolutely emptied. Please, 
I'm telling you now, Paul Nichols has trained all the winners in the world and he's a, a hundred times better trainer and race planner than I will ever be. But please step in down and trip for the festival. That's all I'm saying. That's that's the turf talk plea from both of us. It's it's it, it wasn't it turf talk horse to follow at the start of the season. Yeah, it will have been. Yeah, well he's he's he has to go some to beat Jericho Rock, who's now been rolled out for the season. Um but I, I can't be having him at five to one over two half hour at Cheltenham. Hopefully he proves into the race, finds nothing, and then they finally see sense. Uh, third time lucky. Um, I can't back him at five to one person, but I can back him at sixteen for the grand annual. Yeah, I've, well, I've 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 done that, mate. I've got I've got anti post money on him for that race. In the like moment, we both we both see that. Though. Not often we agree with big races at the festival, so if we both agree, that makes me more confident. Yeah, mate. In the more immediate future, though, who would you be looking at here? The horse that I've landed on is, is Carl Philippe, and I was a little bit disappointed on Boxing Day when he got beat because he was one of my best bets for Boxing Day. Um, but I don't think it was an awfully bad run. He, he'd gone up seven pounds for beating Zanza, who then went and scooted up at Newbury, and and the Paddy he got beat by the Paddy Power on uh, Paddy Power by the Paddy Five. On Boxing Day, uh, and he's since run this afternoon and run with a lot of credit in a in a competitive two mile handicap, two mile four handicap. Um, I think he wants a, a well run race, and it was a little bit stop starty uh, last time out. He's he's not the biggest of horses, and he was carrying twelve stone one uh, in a class three. He steps up into uh, a premier handicap today. He's got less weight on his back, and Jack Hogan takes off a very valuable five pound. Um, I just realised he's also owned by Harry Redknapp. That's two horses. Harry Redknapp could have an exceptional weekend, by my accounts. Um, he was a great, very good, um, obvious hurdler. Um, and over fences, I thought he he was slowly warm to the tap. He was stepping to Papatango's Charlie. He takes to Bracecia. He then won round Ludlow twice uh, and got beat at Utoxeter. Um He's a horse that doesn't like too much dig under foot. I know he's got a win under... Uh, on the soft ground um, but he's got some very nice novice hurdle form he's progressing over fences um, he's up two pound again but into a better race where I think there'll be more of a gallop on that which I think will let him settle and smuggle him through the pack he's not a horse you'll see up front early on uh, Jack Organ's gone with him and the last two starts really well and, and held him up from the back uh, he's well worth his five pound claim for a trainer that loves a gentleman winner Um I think it's also one. He screams a good each way bet for me. Uh, Brave Seaspoon is a horse who I have backed for the Ryanair. Um, I, I, I was disappointed with what he did in in the the race on on New Year's Day behind Midnight River. Um, he absolutely bolted up at Aintree, and uh, I've been looking for horses to try and take off Alaho throughout throughout the last couple of weeks, uh, and I, I I've got twenty fives about him for that and he does need to improve a hell of a lot more and I'd like to see a lot more room in here um, but I just feel like uh, he's more than likely to go from that stable for for the race um, he cruised into the race alright on, on New Year's Day and he, again he just didn't find it I think it was a bit of a funny race uh, in, all, in all truth and um, 
I, I think he's a graded horse. I think he's progressing at a, a decent rate or not. So he had really good um, two-mile chase form last season. He beat Sky Pirate, Amarillo Sky, um, who, well, Sky Pirate had, had, was a tried and tested experience chaser that we all love. Uh, and Amarillo Sky, we see, we'll see him running the Clarence House at the weekend. So he's got very good form. Um, last season in in handicaps, in novice handicaps, he's, he's he was impressive on debut this season at Aintree, um, and he's a horse I've got a, a fair amount of time for. Um, but maybe at twelve stone, it might be too much in this. Where I, I think the more favourite for me, Tower Philippe at twelve to one, is is where I'll be landed. Strong case, mate. Very strong case. I think last year's winning owner might repeat the dose here with Fugitive. I I thought it was so impressive at Chepstow. Five lengths, the winning margin from Golden Whiskey, but it was it was so much more in in the tank of Fugitive. Uh, liked what he did over two miles on his return at Cheltenham, and just looked like he'd be a better horse up in trip. That looks like it's the case. I think he's going to progress again here, mate. I, I, I think he's he's joined a, he's with a good yard in Richard Hobson, and he he'd be the one, the second fab for me. The, the, it wouldn't surprise me though if one of the sort of more more exposed older older sorts had a little bit of a say at a price, and I know. David Maxwell rides him, but simply the bets is coming down to a nice mark <laughs> and tends to go really well at Cheltenham in his 16s. That wouldn't surprise me if he hit the frame. Genuinely wouldn't. Stop laughing, please, Jim. <laughs> I can't, I can't contain it. <laughs> Did you ask me to say that? But, I mean, there's nothing else more I'd love to see than Maxi win, win any race at Cheltenham. But... Oh. He's he's not going in the right way, is he? Let's be honest. Uh, no, but I, I I think he was still involved long enough in the Paddy Power. And look again, he, he he's sixteen, and 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 it's a dart that he might finish about about fourth. But he was one who, of those at slightly bigger prices, I thought. I thought might be a little bit more interesting. Like, like you've got the likes of a, and, and just to pick as an example, not not perhaps slating the horse, but what one's kind of like guy who just I don't think are are at this level, you know, Phoenix Way who probably probably needs further at similar prices, and I was just a, I don't know, mate, I don't know. It's 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 not a thrower, but sixteens. I could I could see the case. Twelves, no. You know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But fugitives are the main one for me, mate. That's fair. He brings fairly solid farming to it. The Cotswold chase, mate. Six runners in the Grade Two protector. It's a thirteen to eight favourite to beat Noble Yates, who's twos. Ahoy Senor is eight. Throwed on nine. Sounds mush and tens. Do sat twelve to one, Jimbo. Uh 
there's one who's badly, badly overpriced in this race. Can I, can, before you say this, go on. Can I, can I just say this race misses Chantry House? Uh, no, no. I don't, I don't think it does. Because last year's renewal of this race was superb. Come on. <laughs> It was, it, was, it, was the, it was the worst winning performance I've ever seen from a racehorse, ever. It was I just had to get it in before, before you say who's overpriced, I just couldn't resist it. I remember the, the pure anger in you after he'd won. <laughs> oh, so, sorry, Lewis. Who's overpriced? Sounds Russian's overpriced, Jimbo. He is, and... And there's a horse I've got an awful lot of time for. I'm going to keep backing him until he lands one of these big races that I'm sure he's got in. He's either going to win the Ultima, the Gold Cup, or the Grand National. And I'm not sure which, but we're, we're going in all of them. And Sean Quinlan takes the riding, and that's nothing against Callum Bewley. Um, and I've questioned his riding of him the last couple of times. Sean Quinlan's a uh, lot more advanced and, and experienced at this level. Uh, riding top class horses, uh, he gets the leg up for the first time, and I'm I'm thoroughly behind that. Um, he ran a great race behind Noble Yates at Aintree, where again he just got a little bit tacked for tall. And I know Noble Yates did, but he absolutely took off. Maybe it was um, Sean Bowen's whipping offences that he's been in trouble with recently that helped him take off before the second last uh, before the last. Um, but he plodded on. He stays all day, and Cheltenham, over three mile one, is I think he's what he wants. He wants a bit of undulation, the stiff, stiff, stiff uphill finish. Is exactly what he wants. Um, I've got, I, I'm sure that he's going to win a big race. And there was 16 during the week, and I didn't take it. I thought oh, it'd be bigger on the day because he's trained by Ruth Jefferson. But this horse, I'm, I'm adamant he's going to win a big race. That's either going to be the Ultima, the Cotswold, the Grand National. Or the Gold Cup. And I'm looking forward to Saturday because I think he's going to give it to a few of these boys who have... Who are, are, let's be honest, Protector at Noble Years are both beatable. Agree? Uh, yes, I respect Protector at Jim. Third in the Gold Cup last season. That that was a fair performance. Having not taken it, literally, he's winning the many clouds. Prior to that... Uh, the Betfair was a career best, even though it ended up being a, a relatively winnable race. He's a right favourite, and I'd rather back him at 13-8 to 8 than I would uh, 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 back in Noble Yates at twos. Uh, the manner in which Noble Yates did it, which was which was very, very visually impressive, he, he got the, he showed a turn of foot. A ridiculous turn of foot in a three-mile chase off the bridle, push button acceleration. <laughs> but he beat, beat Dashiell Drosha by three lengths. You know, yeah. in 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 what tends to be, I think one of the more, not quite Mickey Mouse, but and I say this to say because my selection was was fourth in the race, uh, grade two. Sounds Russian wasn't beating that far. He was only beating four lengths by Noble Yates. Uh, obviously, Noble Yates is a grand national winner. We know he stays well, but Sounds Russian to me always shapes like he's going to be more of a Cheltenham horse than a flat track sort of horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there should be that sort of differential. 
Four, four lengths isn't much. Isn't much. No. And, I, and I can see how and where uh, the, the the differential could be made up, not least the fact that Noble Yates is carrying a £6 penalty. Yeah. And you stop that tape round the bend at Aintree. And you tell, and if I told you at that stage, Sounds Russian's going to finish four lengths behind the winner, you'd have laughed at me. He was just niggling along and looked completely tapped for toe. And I'd like them to ride Sounds Russian different because we know that he's going to stay three miles too. You know that he's going to stay stronger. I'd like to see him ridden prominently. I mean, he's not going to, like, he's not being held up completely in all these starts, but I'd like to see him sit second or third. The same at Weatherbid behind into overdrive, obviously bumped into a well-handicapped horse who'd been beaten by the home press, who was who went off favourite for the King George in the end. Um, he was carrying 11-12 against 10-11, obviously had bumped into one. He was briefly outpaced and, and trapped for room coming around the bend almost, and Kalashnikov was bumping into him, um, Zanza was there or thereabouts, and he just got sort of stuck in a little pocket, and he just got a little bit lost. But you saw how he run on up the straight. He he put his head down. He didn't ask Gallop for it. He, he, genuinely, I I'm what what price is he for the gold cup? Because so now press is out. Yeah, now Lahon press is out of it. Uh, I'm I'm scratching for it for a gold cup. Yeah. Let me find it, mate. Let me find it. I think you need to significantly. He's a hundreds. He's a hundreds, right? He wins this at the weekend. He's 14, at least. Right. You've heard it here first. Sounds Russian's going to win the Gold Cup. Wow. That's bold, and I like it. But I, I think the role of America is ridiculously strong form as well, mate, if I'm deadly honest. Into overdrive. I, I was keen on going into that race to, to blow me off the time you trumpet. But he's one of the most progressive handicap chasers in the country at present and probably isn't done improving again. Sounds Russian pushed him to even half a length, you know, well clear of some really useful yardsticks in Fanny and Descaval and I, right? Uh, yeah, I think he's overpriced, mate. I think he's overpriced. I do think he has work to do to get to the level of protectorate, if I'm deadly honest. Less so noble yet. The, I, I think Protectorat is so taken, like, I've never ever been taken with, like, I'm, I mean, he battered Native River at Aintree in the many clouds, but he was on the way out then. He's third in, in, in the Gold Cup, if they'd gone a better gallop this area run well. He was disappointing, obviously, over the top at Aintree, and he was impressive beating Eldorado Allen in Betfair Chase, but Aplutar flopped, and the form behind that isn't anything special. His form isn't red hot. Like, he got beat by a midnight shadow at Cheltenham in a handicap. It's, it's not solid grade two form. And I'm not saying that Sounds Russian has the same level of form, because he's obviously got the same similar sort of profile through handicaps. But he's very, very, very beatable, in my opinion, protector. And I could look like an absolute mug after he's gone and won a grade one last time out by 11 months. Uh, I, I was similar to he's not a horse who was ever particularly uh, drawn my affection but he's just started to put together a record where it's made me kind of think okay I probably have been a little bit unfair because the many clouds last season was such a 
bad race as a contest, I think it was very, very correct to take the result with a pinch of salt, which is what I did. I placed laid him in, in the Gold Cup. And I'm not really a layer, but I did play slide protector in the Gold Cup, and he, he did me, didn't he? Uh, very, very <laughs> late. Uh, but whilst it was probably worth taking with a little bit of a pinch of salt, you can probably put a bit of pepper on as well and make it not quite as salty. <laughs> you'll appreciate this as a chef you'll appreciate this as a chef and uh, balance balance the flavour out a little bit because the Haydock the Haydock win the Betfair again he didn't he hasn't had too much to beat but you, you don't win a Betfair chase and finish third in the Gold Cup by being a bad horse no matter no matter what's happened in behind especially in, I thought this year the Gold Cup was a really fair race if I'm deadly honest I don't think anything really came out of it with an excuse. Uh, that's probably more more substantial and worthwhile than the than the than the Betfair and the Many Clouds, to be fair, even though he didn't win the Gold Cup. I take that third as probably the the more the best one. Yeah, the more the more valuable uh guide guide to his ability. Uh ones we haven't mentioned here, Jim Frodon's Frodon's quality he was placed in the King George again. Absolutely brilliant horse. Great record here. Uh, 11, it's hard to see him getting involved. Dusart's really interesting. Obviously, one of the future champions at air. He beat Sands Rushes. He did. Sorry, it wasn't the future champions. It was a handicap, wasn't it? There's, they're over a... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a handicap. It wasn't the grade two that he won. I apologise. It was a... Uh, who did win that grade two? Uh, can't remember. Anyway... It'll be the forerunner race. It was graded damage chase. Yeah, it it will it will have been it will have been uh, probably Manila drama or something like that. Anyway, but yeah, he had a piping over a, over hurdles. He could be absolutely anything, but I think this is a hot race for him to kind of test his credentials in. And Ahoyson, yeah, I loved him at the start of the season. Advocated backing him for the Gold Cup before he ran in the Charlie Hall. I couldn't advocate backing him for anything on what he's shown so far this year. Sounds Russian. I've backed him. Each way. Right. Backing for everything that he's going to be entered in. Genuinely. He's going to, he's going to win the lot. Sounds rushing. I've talked myself into this. I've I've been lucky to get protected out of nowhere it's on for days. Who trust a high senior? McQuinlan on board. He's coming around the bend. He's going to be pushing and squeezing. Protector out's going to be hard on the bridle and he's going to fly up that hill, gallop through the line and, and 100 to 1 will be no longer for the Gold Cup. I love it. We love it when a plan comes together, Watson. Yeah, and a proper horse for some Northerners. Up the boy. Up the boy. Come on, Sound Russian. We will love it. Love it if he beats him. Uh, <laughs> on to the Cleave Hurdle, Jim. And as you'd expect, the one, the only Paisley Park is 5-4 to four favourite to win the Cleave Hurdle for the fourth consecutive year. Some boy, well, they didn't run it one year, but the fourth, fourth running in a row before anyone gives me abuse in the DMs. Dashiell Drasher is uh, four to one, same price. Jolino Bello, Botox has it, elevens, twelves. Uh, Molly Ollie's vicious. The thirty thirty three to one gold tweet something neither of us has ever produced, and fifty to one 
Lord Accord. Uh, Paisley Park won an away game last time. Jim surely wins it on his own stomping ground. Well, you'd like to think so, but would I like to back him at five to four? No. Uh, as much as I love Paisley and and he is the he is a proper legend now. Like that that performance at Kempton proper cemented it for me. As if he had, as if his first stays hurdle didn't. Um, well, he's only stays hurdle. Um, he's why why is he winning round three miles at Kempton for starters? At no stage did I ever think that that trip would suit him. Um, and he should be winning this. The, the, the runners in behind are, are well below standard. Well, the three master end of the division is absolutely in the mud at the minute, really. Uh, Tihupu sort of tried to revive it this afternoon. Um, but uh, with the chances of flooring partner going for it, it's, it's not looking too good. Um, obviously, Nichols is one of his many horses that he's got. Three mile chases that have been a little bit disappointing. And understandably, he took Gilino Bello in because. Uh, he won the big three-mile uh, hurdle last grade one at Aintree last season. Uh, he's he's going to have to step up. I think he's been a little bit disappointed this season. I know he's only we've only seen him twice, and one of them was in a whip race around Weatherby. He, he never looked like winning at Kempton on Boxing Day. I'll, I'll have to take Jolino Bello on here. Um, Dashwood Drasher ran with plenty of credit on, on New Year's Day behind Marie's Rock, and he... He wouldn't surprise me if he ran well at the festival. We haven't really seen him over three miles much um, in his career. We've predominantly seen him two, four, two, five. Um, he ran behind Noble Yates in that entry race that we were talking about, where Sounds Russian was four, uh, Ahoy Senor was third. And and he didn't get outstayed that day. I just thought he just ran, ran, his, ran his race. And we haven't seen him over the distance many times before. Um, in fact, that was the only time he did. So we know that he's going to stay three miles. Um, I thought that was a more than acceptable run behind Marie's Rock. And he beat First Street, which I thought was a fairly decent performance. And stepping up in trip again, I, I think there's more progression to come from him over three miles this year. And I won't be, he's about 33s for the, the stairs. So I don't think um, that's, uh, that's a little bit of interest for me. For a horse, I have got a lot of time for him. He's predominantly been kept away from Cheltenham. Uh, Botox has was beat on by Percy Park at Kempton. Malioli's wish, wish he's got beat by the mighty Miranda. My knowledge of Gold Sweet is, is very minimal, and Lord Accord's trying to run to keep his handicap mark down for the ultimate. So, all in all, Percy Park first, Dashwood Grassy second. Simple as. I'll, I'll play the straight forecast more than likely because I think I've got this race more than worked out. I, I won't back Percy Park on his own to win because I, he's, I, you never know what he's going to do at the start. He might just have a change of thought. Um, but I do think Dashwood Grasher will be chasing what the, the winner, and that is more than likely to be based But I've waffled a lot again there. No, I, I can't really add too much to that. Jolino Bell's a ho- is a horse I like, uh, and I kind of think he's he's a short price by default. If if you want to take Paisley Park on, as much as we all love Dashwood Grasher, he's not the most inspiring of types he's, he's not going to improve and we, we know that if they both run their A game Paisley Park will beat him uh, Jolino Bellab is the one who has the room for improvement which is why he's fours but it, it's a massive gap in it it's a it's, mm. a, it's a proper proper step up from this is know, a 4 renewal in this race uh, 
I wouldn't go that far because you, you've got another exposed one in there like Julian Bello and you know Dashwood Rash is sound as and he's, he won the Rel Keel. No, sorry, he was runner up in the Rel Keel, I should say. And Paisley Park's been been back to his best this season. Uh, I, I think it's an all right cleave, but I just don't think it's a good betting race. Yeah. I'll, I I I won't have a bet in it, and I'll cheer Paisley home. I think I think yeah. that's a that's a thing a lot of people will be doing as well. If How good would it be for Paisley to win the States? I'd be unbelievable. Think. The roof would come off. We need to build another stand because we need to name it after him. If he wins at Cheltenham, he needs stands named after him. Or somewhere named after him. I backed, I've backed him, Jim. I think I got six about him. Yeah, I did. But it's sixes or eights. It were, whatever it was, I thought it was too big. Uh, that was before Tehupu. Won the goal, my this 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 was weeks Absolutely ago. Absolutely shit up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I respect home by the way, but I don't fully buy it yet. I think he's been kind of beating horses with holes in them. Yeah, uh, th- that tends to be the division. You know what I mean? And you've got two now now two credible threats from Ireland, one at the time and a back Presley Park, but he's clearly the, the standard setter in Britain at the minute. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I, I, I thought that was a little bit too big. On to the grade two classic novices hurdle, Jim. Again, really interesting grade two novice event. Good field here as well. Pembroke eleven to four to be Henry the second to seven to two. The progressive blinking sop thirteen to two would be a really poignant winner for Henry Daly and Hugh Nugent after his owner passed away this week. Uh, Rock my way sevens tens. Can you call sixteen to one? Bar them. Uh, where'd you land here, Jimbo? I really, I really liked what Henry II did, and I like what he did against Ch- uh, uh, Chepstow behind Chianti Classico. Um, he's just very workmanlike and looks like he's screaming out for a fence already. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he went the Albert Bartlett with him, but Nichols tends to not run a, a nicer horse in that race. He tends to keep away, but he has got entries um, in the Ballymore and the Albert Bartlett. Um, Chianti Classico has obviously done bits for the form as well since he beat authorised speed in a bumper he, somehow he was quick enough uh, and he was disappointing last season at Aintree in, in the big graded bumper um, but he would have won at Chepstow in my opinion if he jumped the last and he didn't uh, he went straight through it and I'm quite confident he'll he'll be there or thereabouts again at 7-2 is a price I'm, I'm certainly interested of one horse I think I do have a lot of time for him. Whether this race might come a little bit too soon, he's only won one novice hurdle before. It's cruise control. I'd like to stay on the right side of him. By the end of the season, I'm thinking the the novice handicap at Sandown could be up his street. I, I like what he did in two, two of his bumpers, and I don't think he was disgraced at Aintree in that bumper behind Luckaway. Um, any Plenty of cut underfoot is exactly what he, he wants. He's got big rounded action. Um, he won comfortably at Newcastle, stepping up another three furlongs uh, today. I think that's what he wants. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to see what what Tom Lacey does with this fella throughout the season because I I think there's a nice nice handicap to be picked up with him throughout. Um, it'd be interesting to see if this step up in trip is what he wants. He took a lot of riding at Exeter in that bumper, beating Marty Ride uh, in horrible conditions and. He he made a more than acceptable start to his hurdle career. Um, he made a little error three out 
but he, he just grinned and nailed it. It was a weak enough northern maiden hurdle, um, but they're pitching him into the deep end here, and I'd, I'd be intrigued to see how he runs. Um, Rock my way, ran a cracker behind. Uh, we've all been caught. Uh, he'd come from the from the point to point scene. I, I don't think he'll be too far away. This is a really competitive non-certain at this time of year, and I'm looking forward to it. But Henry II will be top of my list. The one who's impressed me most so far, Jim, has been Pembroke. He's won, won three out of his four starts, uh, won a Huntingdon bumper, where he, he beat your Tinder bio, didn't he? Uh, give me a cuddle. Uh, disappointing on his hurdles <laughs> debut uh, when he was down the field at Chepstow behind Tamura Sputters. Shown much better form two starts since beating a, a bumper winner magic wave at Weatherby and then absolutely dancing up but Ludlow beating a, a, a fairly well-bred uh, point winner from the Henderson yard called Amran Sage. Uh, just looks every inch like he's going to be a, a graded level horse to me, mate. Uh, Blue Brazil gelding. He'd be the one blinking sops, as I said, it would be it would be a poignant winner. How progressive has he been this season? Uh started the campaign rated right hundred and four. Uh four consecutive wins and now he's a genuine contender for a grade two. Uh and look I accept everything you said about Henry the Second. I have also uh liked what he's done so far this year. Uh just tends to be winnable that Sandown race. That's my only worry. That's my only worry, and I know I'm saying a, you know, saying a horse who's won at Weatherby and Ludlow, putting him up ahead of him, but the visual there from Pembroke kind of gave me the the feeling that he might be the one to beat. The market agrees it's not it's not a strong selection. I think I think you'd have to really really like one to have a strong selection in this sort of race. But looking forward to it, Jim. Really competitive event, and hopefully uh, the pecking order amongst the British novices will be. Sorted out a little bit further due to this. Yeah, certainly. The card closes with the two-mile super alloys handicap hurdle, Jim. Uh, anything for you in this, pal? We'll just have a brief one. Punctuation heads are betting at 9-2. to two. My tie at 5s. 11-2, Hacker de Plas. 6s, Picard. 12s, Bar. A significant step down in trip for my tie. Um, he was tried in the old fixed brush at Haydock uh, over three miles. He's refused to settle. Um, he's running here. Uh, be interesting to see where they go for the festival. Do they do they go two miles or the Coral Cup? Um, and I'm of the. I'd rather see him over two five. But I think he can get away in this with with a lesser quality of horse. Um, Lock and Mercer's taking a very valuable three pound off. So he's he's. Very useful for his claim. Has got on very well with a few of our prize horses this season. Um, if he rep- reproduces his second to three strike life and his third to John Bond at Haydock and even his his second to Constitution Hill at Sundown, and I think there's still a lot of, of juice in his mark of one four two. I think he could be up to a more of a one fifty horse. Um, and a handicap like this is is a nice pipe opener for where we'll be going at the festival. Yeah, I, I, I like my tie, and I, li- I like that they're dropping him back down in trip. He never really struck me as a three miler, but he still no. strikes me as a well handicapped horse off one four two. I'd like to see a good race from him here, then possibly a Coral Cup. Uh, punctuation has just been progressing at such a rapid rate of knots, and I think he's a right favourite here, mate. I'm not yeah. sure whether I'd back him at nine to two, 
but up a further eight pounds from his his win here in December. Uh, this is on his way to being a one forty shot, in my opinion. I don't think it's the it's the it's the most appealing betting race. It's competitive, uh, but the fact that you know in a in a kind of sixteen one race, you're kind of looking at sixteen to one outside of the first five. Kind of shows that a lot of the more interesting types are concentrated towards the top. Uh, I don't think I'd have a bet. Uh, I like the top two. Uh, of general profiles. I like Hakkada Plasma. Well, he's just a very, very sound horse, isn't he? Uh, 137. I don't think there's loads of will from that, but he, he will give his money. Yeah. The, the other horse that I'm intrigued to keep my eye on, depending on what he's, what he'll be doing towards the festival, will be Campron. Um, he's off a mark of 147 now, and he was fourth to commander of fleet off a mark of 140. He won a competitive Punchestown handicap off a mark of 137. Um, he was fourth behind West Cork in the Great Wood off a mark of 140. If his mark is dropping, which hopefully it should, he's, he's been pretty abysmal over his two starts over fences and he was brought down in the Lanzarote. Um, I'd like to see him his mark drop and uh, if it's towards that way, he's one to keep an eye on for the festival in my opinion. Yeah, really, really interesting, mate. Really, really interesting card. Nine races we've got through. We'll have a brief look Doncaster, mate, they have their biggest jumps meeting of the year as well uh, on Saturday. Starting with the grade two, you described it as the lightning seeds, novices chase. Uh, Boot Hill 6-5 to five to beat Tommy's Oscar, who's 13-8 to eight since day one. Eights, Cormier 12s, Ganapafe 16s, same price, St. Sigal. Uh, I really, really liked what Boot Hill did at Kempton, and I think he'll take fair whack in here. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of Orkin Risk, the horse he beat. At Kempton, and I think, uh, was it Tom Cannon on board? Orkin Risk, I'll just have to double check. Yes, it was, did everything he could to maximise that horse's chance, but it was a really good, uh, patient ride from, from Johnny Burke to nab him at the last and win going away. Uh, really liked what Tommy Oscar did first time up over fences, but I've been a little bit disappointed with him since. Uh, the Anne Hamilton Yard. Not quite going as well as he were last year. Pretty simple one for me, this uh, boot hill win. He should be a lot shorter price as well, in my opinion. And can you just say horse number three again? Because I just love the way how you say it. Gonna puff it? Yeah, it's just, just a puffy. <laughs> that, was, that was awful. Awful. Well, that's that. what it sounds like, just to let you know. Oh, no. Just Christ, I wonder how we have any listeners. Uh, Onto the Yorkshire Rose Mares Hurdle here, Jim uh, Epperton. The Miranda Yorkshire Rose Mares Hurdle. Can we just have that one? She, she did win this race. Just like that. Known to everyone. She did. She did. Epperton's uh, 5 to 2 on. Martello Sky's 9 to 2. Galice Macarlo 12, 20s bar. This is just an absolute lump job. Yeah, two to five favourites aren't my cup of tea, but you, you can fire away some. I mean, he's. It's as good a five to two, two to five favourite you're ever going to get, lad. Yeah, she she is going to bolt up like this, this is a four and you're in behind. Um, betting without the favourite could be interesting, though. Um, 
in the last couple of days, I've heard a few comments from Brian Ellison, and he's been fairly positive about Salsada. Um, one on one on debut over hurdles, uh, been beaten subsequently since. But it's interesting that he's pitching him into a grade two off mark of one one eight. I know that it's obviously a mare, uh, and they're going for the black type, but. He's been fairly confident about this. He had a little pipe opener at, uh, in the summer uh, on the flat at Salisbury and wasn't disgraced. And she's rated 92 on the flat. Um, I'd be intrigued to see how she runs. I, I keep my eye on her. But Epitome wins by at least 10 lengths. Yeah. I, I think that's the thing. I like Martel Sky, but she's not a two-miler. And none of the others are remotely good enough to lay a glove on Epiton should she run her race. Anything for you in the River Don, the grade two staying novice hurdle? You said you think this is a, the strongest renewal of it we've seen for a while. And we stay away, Faye, heading the betting at 11-4. to four. Yeah, I, I really like the favourite um, stay away, Faye. I, I thought it looked very, very slow last time. And... Still managed to get the job done. I mean, the, the, the engine on the Henderson horse soon emptied fairly quickly. I, I, I will look to take, I like the favourite, but I am going to look to take, it, take uh, him on. I, I don't know whether they like stay away fair. I presume she's got to be a filly or something like that. Um, I'd like to have a few darts at bigger prices in the River Don normally because it's such a poor renewal, but this year it is a good renewal. The Wounded Knee has done some nice winning in, in handicaps. Uh, 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 sorry, did a nice had a nice win in a handicap and was second to Morfassa, who had been disappointing since at Cheltenham. He's been off the track since, uh, obviously for a spring campaign, and he's of interest in this for the same connections who had the real whacker uh, last season in this. Who finished second? The other one, I think we haven't seen him for a while, and he's form beating a he's a geezer entry. He's no mug. He's Mahon's glory. Uh, he, like I said, beat, he's a geezer, Mexico, and Ginny's destiny at Aintree over 2-4. Well, we've seen that he's a geezer as, um, when he's second to stay away at Newbridge, and he beat Shawman Omi, uh, Uchi at Hereford. Um, Mexico went out and won next time out. Ginny's destiny has run well in the Leamington Spa and won that Warwick race. I thought he was slightly overpriced for connections that do very well with these sorts of horses, buying off people. He's obviously improved him a fair amount. He, he struggled to win a, um, a maiden hurdle in Ireland, but they stepped him up in trips for two for, um, I think, I think step up in trip will be something that could find a little bit more improvement. Uh, and I thought at 16 to one, he was interesting. We haven't seen him since October. And I, I'd, I'd like his chances at a bigger price. There's a few big swings for me at the week, this weekend, but I, I, he's one of my better bets at 16 to 1, I, I think. Um, his form links with, uh, his second, the second behind him last time links with the favourite. Um, I don't think he should be that price. I think he should be eight. So for that reason, 16 is he's certainly of interest. I love that, Jim. I love that. A strong opinion from you means I don't, I don't have to do any work for backing at anything in a race that I really, really don't like the sort of profile, these sort of a staying novice hurdlers that you might only have to run to 128-29 to win. Uh, scary. Uh, Stay away Faye was good on a, on his uh, rules debut though. At, uh, won an Irish point and then 
beat a next time out winner. Uh, at Newbury, I think it was, had another wind up. Get why? Uh, he holds his position at the top of the market. The feature at Donny Jim, and this is the last race we'll, we'll spend any real time on, is the, the Skybet chase. Galore, 3 to 1, 5 to beat T for 3, who's 11 to 2. Cap Dunor, 13 to 2. Mr. Coffee, 9s. 10s, Cloth Cap. 12s, Demachine. 14s, Java Point. 16s, Bar. Where are we landing here, Jim? Um, I'm, I'm of the opinion for most of this week that I'm taking Galore on, and I'm still of that opinion. Um, I'm not sure he's going to stay three miles. I'm not sure he's going to want three miles. Uh, I know he's been outpaced last time uh, in the Paddy Power, and we both fancied him that day. Um, he's up eight. He's not exactly guaranteed to stay in a race that is often fairly brutal. Um. It what makes me to a gold cup horse, but I'm, I'm not sure he's he, he's going to want that that stamina sapping distance. Um, so for that reason, he's going to be lumping twelve stone around. He's only a little uh, horse. I think that could be a little bit of a worry for me. Um, and I'm going to take him on at this moment in time. I'm edging with last year's winner, Windsor Avenue, who hasn't got any headgear for his chance this year. He was in Blinkers last year when he ran down the Kerry Lee horse's name's just escaped me. Um, but um, he obviously comes alive at Doncaster. He's got decent form there. Um, he's he's in the shortlist at bigger prices to be back in each way. He was pulled up in the Roland Merrick. He was fourth behind Lahon Press, which wasn't a, wasn't a terrible run off a mark of 144. Uh, he's off 142 today. Uh, on Saturday, he won off 144, beating Storm Control, that was it. Uh, and he was second to Snow Leopard SF, a mark of 143. So he's around the, the winning mark now. Um, and he is 11, and he, you're not going to expect much progression, but you know what you're going to get from him uh, in this style of race. And the other one is he's a more progressive type and a younger horse in under supervision. Um, he was third to Eva's Oscar in December. Um, He's down to a mark of 134. He won at Doncaster uh, in the Grimthorpe off a mark of 132. Um, horse form at Doncaster for me is fairly important. He was a, a decent novice skater. He was third to Corrat Rambler and second to Duzzy now. Um, he finally got his head in front, like I said, uh, last March behind Mr. Mal- uh, beating Mr. Malarkey. I know they were regressive types, but there's a fair few in this that are regressing as well uh, and possibly too high in the handicap. Um, he pulled up at Newbury in, in bottomless conditions. Better ground. He's good ground recorded at Doncaster this re- weekend. Uh, and I think he's a little bit better for, for better ground underfoot. Uh, and at 16s, Kristen Davis's horses have had a poor year, but um, I'm hoping that this fella can can pull him out a bit. And the other uh, the other horse who Lewis is probably going to tip up is Demachine. We're going to keep backing Demachine for three-mile handicaps until uh, he comes in in one. I'm not with the machine today, Jim. Uh, eh? I, I might, I might just about be off the end of the cliff there. I like T for three. Uh, unbeaten in four starts over fences, lightly raced hurdler, slightly progressive towards the back end of last season, but he's just gone on leaps and bounds really since faced with a fence for Charlie Longsden. Uh, 
I thought he won quite a hot race at Anubre on New Year's Eve, beat, beating Halo does a does a bow and Malinello, who uh, who we mentioned earlier. He's up a further seven pounds into the most competitive race of his career, but. As you said, Galore, yeah, I, I, I could probably give him more of a chance of staying three miles than you do. But it is, it is a question for him. And outside of that, I'm, I'm not too sure there's that much, really. Captain Or, as you said, coming down to a really nice mark. But he's been abysmal. He's, 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 he's just hard to catch right, isn't it? Yeah. Hard to catch right. Mr. Coffee doesn't win. Uh, and then before that, like Cloth Cap's fifth favourite for a for a race, for a twelve runner handicap chase, and Cloth Cap is almost a single figure price. Like there's just you know he, he's not finished a race off for about two years. I mean he did so, finish he did finish sixth and fifth and uh, he finished fifth behind Dingo Dollar and sixth in the Bastown Lad race. He didn't run too badly. That's a bit of an insult. No, he, he didn't run too badly in terms of how he went through the race. Uh, but was Cloth Cap going forwards or backwards at the finish? Backwards. But, you know what I mean? It's just a it's a regular occurrence for him nowadays. So he's he's one I'd, I struggle to be with. So yeah, T for free to me appeals as being the progressive one in the race. And we've we've proven stamina, whereas Galore doesn't have it at, at a slightly bigger price. And this isn't me ruling Galore out. I get why he's a favourite. Uh, I, I think T3 makes slightly more betting appeal, personally. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it, Jim. Is there anything else throughout the weekend that you would like uh, to give a shout to? No, I... I, I... Fairly looking forward to getting my teeth stuck into to Saturday at Cheltenham. It's, it's not often we see a competitive card at Cheltenham like this. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Just a brief mention: uh, Bob Olinger runs in the in the two-mile limestone lads champion hurdles trial. Here we come. Constitution <laughs> Hill, let's watch out. Imperial Cup, maybe. It might go well in that with a pace. Who wants sloppy ground like that? <laughs> Yeah, uh, nap time then, mate, before we wrap up. Um, as soon as I've been so confident about him winning the Gold Cup, I'm, g- I'm going to say sounds Russian. Oh, are you? And why not? Sounds Russian, back on the lash, and landing a ball lad each way, Tripsy. See you in Dubai. I think I think that might be a right shout. I really do. My my nap at the price of Jim, I think eleven to four for Delta Work is just a, a really, really good bet. If I'm deadly honest, but I, I like landing a ball lad at, at a massive price as well and uh we agree on sound rushing. Uh and again I, I think Epicon should be shorter than two to five if, if you're into that sort of punting. Uh that 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 should be fours or fives on it. Dirty uh, man. I'm not I'm not putting I'm not putting her up because I think Boot Hill's a better bet than her at the prices. But uh, I'm happy to have Delta Workers as my nap this weekend, Jim. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you have that. 
Thank you for that, pal, uh, and thank you for, for being here. Uh, it's been, been a good one today. Lots of good stuff to talk about. How much more fun is it when we've got actual handicaps and double-figure fields to talk about instead of the Silviniaco Conti chase? To tell you why, because we need more race meetings called off so then we have smaller, race, bigger race fields. That's the, that's the key. That is the key. Lingfield had excellent prize money last week. Complete great ideas, put it there. Sadly, it was called off, but it's only done benefits to this Cheltenham car this week. Agreed. Agreed, mate. Absolutely, absolutely bumper amount of runners uh, today and Friday as well. We recorded this Thursday afternoon. So it has been has been great to see every cloud. Uh, hopefully, we've found some winners. Uh, we hope you all enjoy the racing this weekend. Thanks for listening again. Take care. We'll see you soon. Stay safe.